for a bunch of people with a podcast about something they care about, we don't know that much. Nah, we don't know anything. Why are we even doing this? We're all idiots. Don't we just sound like a bunch of dicks? Yeah, that's fine. We already sound like a bunch of dicks. Probably can't, man. That was a shit story. Yeah, there's an extra minute you're never going to get back out of your life. Yeah. So welcome back to the Freeride New Zealand podcast, season two. This is episode one. Um, bit of a warm-up episode to remember what's going on. Uh, I thought we'd just start with some introductions because a lot of you people probably don't even know who we are, what we're doing, where we've come from, why we're here. Um, my name's Jay French. I am the person behind Freeride New Zealand. I take photos and videos and write about people on bikes a lot of the time. Uh, and I'm joined by Kieran Bennett. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? I'm a washed up ex-privateer World Cup racer that didn't really make it. And I uh, have a lot of opinions about bikes. And this season we are going to be joined by someone who was kind of behind the scenes last season. You might have heard some questions that he uh, put forward. Uh, James Rennie, do you want to tell the people a little bit about yourself, James? Uh, yeah, I'm James Rooney, uh, also known as Red Dog. Um, I just like to state Kerry Intense Hex Fusion. That was a that was a pro team. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess so. There was one year. It was smoke and mirrors racing. Unlike uh, Kerry Burgess here, I was a never been rather than a has been. So <laughs> can't be a has been if you're a never was. Well, I'm uh, I'm 30. I live back in New Zealand now after a time in Vancouver. Um, I raced downhill as a privateer, I guess, for many years and then switched to uh, enduro maybe in the last five and had uh, moderate moderate success in that, as all washed up downhillers seem to do. <laughs> nice. And you also have many opinions on all things bike related. Uh, yes. Big fan of World Cup racing. Huge fan. <laughs> Huge fan. Huge um, fan of yours. Let's... Just crack into it then. We don't really have a format for how the show is going to go. We're trying to we're working that out as we go along. We do have big big dreams to have a format for the show, um, but I don't know. Like we're we're definitely open to a little bit of listener feedback this season. What do you guys want to hear? Like I'm sure we'd do something around the lines of have a bit of feedback at the start, a little bit of you know catch up on what's been going on, then talk about the race at hand or the race coming up, and then we're definitely keen for some questions. We do have some questions this time and. Long may that continue. But um, so this one, we're we're talking about the first round of the 2018 World Cup, and it's a new track in Croatia, Lozenge. Yeah, I have no idea how to say it. I don't want to sound like a dick and say like Lozenge. But Lozenge. Lozenge. Yeah. Well, it, okay. Very nice. We'll be corrected. That's what I look, thought. Yeah, it yeah. looks like that, right? That's if it comes enough. out and doesn't look anything like that, then I apologize. But uh. Yeah, so I thought this this uh, this kind of warm up just gives us a chance to remember how to podcast and you know get a feel of what we're doing. Talk and about what's coming up. Yeah, what we, we can think talk about might come up. What happened in the off season? If there's been any changes? If there's anything to look out for? And you know, without further ado, I'm going to kind of hand over to Karen a little bit here because I did not prepare anything. Well, when I first saw the helmet cam video of that track. I was a little bit disappointed with it. It looked pretty rubbish, but I don't know. Now, the more and more I look at it, I'm like, it's pretty cool that they're going to a completely new place. And like, who thought of racing downhill in Croatia? You know, like we go to these same places every year. So I'm pretty excited. 
Agreed. I'm also in the same boat as KB. I mean, I thought it looked pretty average on a helmet cam. And then the more I've seen of it, it's looking, I guess, better and better. Yeah, the the pictures uh, up of the track on Vital, I mean, it looks gnarly. It looks like it's going to be a challenge, even just to keep your bike together, you know? Like, there's some big, sharp rocks. and What was, the, when you first watched it, because I also watched one of those early helmet cam videos, why, why were you thinking it looked a bit average? It just, it was, I don't know, it was so much off the norm, you know? It was like, it looked pretty flat, and it looked kind of just bitsy like it was just kind of thrown together down through some weird old countryside but it um i don't know i think no matter what red bull's gonna do a good good job of making it look good and it's gonna be a pretty exciting race to watch so so i know very little about the track itself um i saw probably that same helmet cam and i've seen some snapchats and some instagram um video of people sitting around in croatia eating and drinking and that's about as far as i've got with this track yeah i don't know much more other than i saw some pictures on vital but i've been to croatia and i really like it uh i haven't been to this place but really cheap gelato (laughs) (laughs) did you get drunk on a sailboat no i could see a sailboat and i did get drunk but not on the on the same sort of uh, thing. Have Didn't you been at the same time? Have you guys been to Croatia? No, Mate. no, I haven't been. Looks cool. Looks very nice. Yeah, I was throwing up between which World Cup rounds to go to this year. As you know, I don't go to all of them. Um, my sort of two that to go to were La Bresse, um That's or a cool Croatia, because they were the two that are different and exciting. But this one's just so early and so. Um, far apart from the rest of the races i've decided that probably Bresse is going to be the the one i go to we got a police escort into Bresse one year the only year we went because we got totally lost and were like stealing wi-fi from some apartment building and then we had three cop cars like rolling around us because we're sitting in the car all on our laptops took our passports and all that shit and then laughed because they were like this isn't Bresse." we're like yeah i know that's what we're trying to find <laughs> So they like escorted us out of town and pointed us in the right direction. It was awesome. Nice. We were scared shitless for a start though, but they were cool. Fun fact. Have they raced this track before? Not that I know of. Like not obviously not at a World Cup level, but like no. Um, yeah, like at a national level or anything. I didn't, Ever seen I didn't it. even think it was a track. I thought it was just sort of they taped off a bit of a thing and been like, here you go. Yeah. Ride down this fallen fence. That's kind of what it looks like to me too. So kind of cool. I guess one of the big changes this year is the whole um, change with the rules of who's protected. Previously, it was the top 20 overall in the World Cup standings. And there was a bit of stuff last year kind of went on with the way things happened with the rain and whatnot. And so that's changed a bit now, which, well, that's like, and they're only taking 60 riders from qualifying too. So it has actually changed quite a bit. Lay it out for me because I haven't paid that much attention to this. What are the... What are the differences between what they did last year and what they're doing this year? So for the first round this weekend, um, the top 20 overall from last season yeah. will be protected. Then going forward, um, the top 10 riders overall from last season are going to be protected riders all season for 2018. So no matter where they go, you know, there's... Um, Laurie Greenland was ninth overall last season. He's going to be protected all year. Doesn't matter whether he's first, 
20th, 50th in the overall standings, he'll still be protected. Okay, so if um, so, there'll be 10 throughout the whole year that yeah. never change. So there's there's guaranteed to be 10 protected riders, but there can be up to 20. So okay, and you, we already know who those those 10. Also, those 10 are the top 10 overall from last season. So you've got Gwyn, Brosnan, Manar, Bruni, Verger, Hart, Moyer, Wallace, Greenland, and Alex Fayol. So those guys are going to be protected all season. Yeah, and then. The top 10 overall from this season will also be protected. So say if we go into round two and those 10 guys go first through to 10th at at the first round, then they will still be the only people protected. If those 10 guys end up out of the top 10 for some reason, then we'll have 20 protected riders. So so 10 people that aren't in that protected list beat those 10, which is probably not going to happen um straight out the the game because mm. we have a rain incident yeah that's protect all oh, right okay that, that does make yeah. more sense to so, me i mean we could have so, we could have five guys that end up in the top five you know and or in the top 10 five guys who weren't in the top 10 last year so there could be 15 protected riders but either way there's a minimum there's those 10 guys for sure and then there's up to another 10 people depending on how the standings are sitting okay that's interesting mm. is, so it, it's, is it good it's different i guess i don't know it's it's a little bit confusing but once you kind of get your head yeah. around it it's kind of makes sense but yeah i don't know i guess there's people that are going to be pissed people like emory peron who got 11th, the 11th. overall <laughs> last season yeah he wouldn't be stoked no but those top 10 guys are going to be stoked because they don't have well, i mean obviously they still want to ride good in qualifying because you get points for qualifying but they don't have the stress of it's an interesting thing and like this would go a long way for changing the way that the season starts at if we had another event like mm. we had in um in lord yeah um how is it almost slightly unfair or biased towards the previous top 10 because it seems like they've got a real advantage at the start of last season it was anyone's yeah. season to win and now it's like well it's probably going to be one of these guys i don't think it's an advantage though because it basically takes any chance of a rain you know like playing the rain game out of it for those 10 guys because also what they've done and you might kind of be able to word or like explain this a little bit better red dog but those 10 guys are starting last at every round aren't they <sighs> yeah i be- i believe so and even if they don't qualify or qualify out of that top 20, they always start after the fastest qualifier. So it essentially means that, uh, like a like what happened in Lords, I think they've even further taken that out of the equation. Yeah. I can see what they're trying to do. They're just looking for like continuity in your top 20. So when your average viewer flicks on Red Bull TV, he's seeing or him or her seeing this like the same sort of guys yeah in the so it kind of builds a base for the sport a little bit um there's good and bad aspects to it i think but it's certainly different yeah, yeah. i don't know how it makes me feel um i guess yeah i think it's a little bit i think it kind of sucks because if you have a guy like i don't know let's just pull blinky out of it let's see anyone that's not in that in the last year's top 10 and they if they qualify, qualify first fastest, they don't I want get, to see them come down the mountain last yeah they they should i know like it kind of sucks starting last sometimes because you got all this pressure because you're last man down but, but we're also not the, we're not doing this for the riders if you we're doing qualify this for the viewer, yeah like, if you qualify first you deserve to be the last person down the hill i but, want to watch eddie sweating in second place qualifiers <laughs> <laughs> 
So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, it's if you qualify first, you you should be the last dude. Yeah, for sure. But like, maybe we've got this all wrong and we haven't read it properly, and we're just fake fake news. Um, so let's <laughs> let's watch the first race and see what happens. But then a lot of the people that are in that protected top ten um, will be the last down the mountain. Yeah, as they generally are. Yeah. yeah. And if anyone's wondering about the women's class, that is all the same rules except um, the protected riders are half of that. So top five overall from last season will be the ones protected all season. And 30 qualifiers? I think it's still 30. I'm not entirely sure, but I believe so. What, 30 qualified women? There's 31 on the start list for this race, so one one girl's going to be highly It hasn't been 30 ever. Yeah, maybe there's only 20, I don't know. I think it's down to 15 now. Oh, was it, fif- was it 15? No, like, yeah, the, the number 15 rings a bell. You might be right. I should know. I, I think know. they're only leading three of them race now. I think last year there was, uh, I don't know if I was talking about this year or what, but I think they were moving it down to 15. I could be wrong, but I believe I do know that it was twenty for a long time, and so I think they were cutting it back. You could be wrong. Actually, they are wrong. Yeah, I've got I'm a, wrong I've got well. a feeling that this is going back to when I was racing in like two thousand seven. <laughs> they changed it down to thirty, and I think the shit hit the fan when they changed it to thirty at that point. So after that thirteenth in two thousand and eight, KB just switched off his memory of downhill. That's, that was the peak. At least when I got 81st at a World Cup now, I'd be 21 spots out of qualifying rather than one. <laughs> yeah, that was the next thing I was going to say. It seems like to try and build the excitement for the final round of the season, they're not going to award qualifying points. But for the final run, first place will be worth now, I guess, two, uh, maybe 300 points because they're combining first place qualifying and okay. final points for, together for those that don't know uh what was it previously well previous well i mean at any other normal round there's points for qualifying and yeah. points for the final run but for the final round i guess i'm just trying to make it a bit more exciting maybe make a battle come down to the very last run yeah well there is that thing it's kind of not that fun to watch when the person wins the overall to like Finn won the overall juniors champs two races before three yeah. races before the actual but final. I mean that can still easily happen the only thing is that they've done is just the last the very final run of the season is worth more points than any other race YOLO run yeah so that'll be I mean it'll be interesting to see because last year it came down to the final run with Gwyn and Manar yep um, so it could it could mean that it was you know, that could mean that it's an exciting final. So we were off the we were off the ball by a year. The women's class has gone down to fifteen apparently. <laughs> what so, do you know? Thanks for looking that up. You learn something new every day. I knew it had changed. That's tight though, eh? Yeah, that's not that's... many. But then when you when you think about it, can you name fifteen women races? I don't want to, you know. Yeah, not to guys. sound not to sound like an asshole, but like, I, like I looked at the start list and basically there's no one out of the top ten that I really recognise their names. No, I feel I feel like last year the racing in the women's class was better. Like it was closer and more enjoyable to I watched them at Valdesol and they were flying. It was real impressive. Like I don't think I could have ridden as fast as they could. No way. Not even close. It no. was pretty cool. Not Rachel anyway. I reckon Tani was maybe the most impressive. She was insane. Yeah. She was she's got some pace on her, but 
she doesn't seem to stay off the ground. Going back, going back to the changes, how do you think this is going to impact, I guess, the racing or development of World Cup downhill? I don't think it's going to impact it that much. I reckon nah. we probably won't even touch a gun on this again. But uh, yeah, I. If anything, 60, 60 riders. Like, I mean, there's not many riders when you do look through the list. There's a lot of good dudes that you can see on the start list that are down out of the sixties. You know, from like the overalls. But when you're watching it on Red Bull, you don't see that many anyway. No. So it's not going to change what you're viewing. The same fast guys are still going to be at the top. So I don't think we're going to feel much of these changes as viewers and punters. Um, if anything, like you might see a bit more of those protected riders, and they might. I think, I don't know how this will play out though, I think they might be a bit more relaxed. Because they know they don't, you know. Or or maybe, because they're protected, they can just go YOLO mm. every time. And if they crash and don't qualify, then they're still protected. So Yeah, but they still... Those, you know, Manar, those man, top he loves ten... to, to throw a YOLO run. He's... <laughs> those top 10 guys are still, well, I mean, at least the top five. Anyway, they, they still need those points, though, from qualifying, so they're not going to, like, just throw away qualifying runs. Yeah, okay, that's a good point. Although, we should we just wrap up the podcast now and say the top five is probably going to be the same this year as it was last year? Have a great season, everyone. We'll see you in 2019. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, oh, take. What? <laughs> what, so you're saying the top five from last year will be the same as it's going to be this year? No, no, what I'm saying is every race last year... Karen and I would be like, these five are probably going to win it. One of these people and these five are going to win it, and every every race they did. So it's and it's the same kind of people that I would pick. For- well, I don't know. I don't but know. Yeah, that's because we're coming into. The- we'll, we'll get into we'll that. We'll get into stay that. tuned to find out. Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't. I don't know. I don't see it making a big difference. Nah. I'm just excited to watch some racing again. Were there any changes that aren't on there that either of you would have liked to have seen? I'd like a way to be able to watch, you know, now they've gone to 60, they've got the cameras there, I'd like a way to be able to watch the rest of the runs, you know? And for anyone that hasn't listened last year, we talked about this quite a lot, like having the BBC used to do it, like a red button, I think Sky might do it, like you can watch an event, you can choose what position you view at, or, you know, you can watch an extended event. Would, you know, the if, if Red Bull offered a subscription package where if you paid like a little bit of money like you know in boxing or whatever yeah. where you could watch six hours of downhill rather than 45 minutes or whatever it is at the moment yeah i mean they i mean they have the means to do it it wouldn't be that hard to cut up each person's run so if you're like damn i wonder what happened to finn Isles, he got 50th and like we're we're just hanging out for the day when you can choose a camera and they're all going to have like a GoPro or something mm. similar mounted to them. So you're like, oh, this bit's sick. I'm just going to change to his GoPro, and you get to watch all the cameras and change views and watch like a a live GoPro view as well. That would be pretty cool. But I mean, at the end of the day, the, I don't think the, Red Bull the, the coverage is money off the five people that want this. The coverage is awesome as it is. So there's, I mean, but yeah, that would be cool to be able to see the other people, but. I don't know. There's no changes that I really would care about. How about you, James? Uh, I agree. I think the cameras are rolling anyway, aren't they? So it'd yeah. be cool to be able to see the rest of the top 60. Because do they not just film everyone in case some a winner comes out of one of those guys? There was also a lot of talk last season about like the um, officials not listening to some of the riders' complaints, which I believe that the... Uh, what's the name of the... UCI common commissaire, commissaire, 
Um, who does it now? Yeah, it's changed, right? The guy, like the rider liaison. Yes. David Vasquez, he used to do it? It was Vasquez, but I don't know if it still is. I thought there was a change up there or someone um, cool, another, some more misinformed opinion. Because it was, yeah, it was Chris Ball and then it was Vasquez, but I don't know if it's, he still is or not. Don't know. And then they have a writer's union, right? Yeah, like a writer rep kind of to go to the... Yeah, that's it. Mm, I don't know. Is it Manar? Maybe. He's While basically. Karen starts looking at the next point, James, do some, do some research. Tell us, tell us the answer to the things that we don't know, but we should know. Okay. We're talking about changes. Um, changes. <laughs> it's a good song. Team changes. There wasn't much exciting happened. It's, um, it's not the it's not the three year contract turnover, is it? Nah. Is... Next year, I think will be a bit more. But Brooke going to Mondraker, I was you called that so fucking happy about. You called that, didn't you? Yeah. And judging by what I've seen of him from racing in New Zealand this year and talking to him, he is real happy with his bike yeah and um so that's that's going to go a long way from it he's in a good good place mentally and he looks like he's been training like a beast like usual so for anyone that listened last year we talked a lot about would brooke be on pace if he was on a different bike and guess now we're going to find out so now we're going to i think we should be able to see brooke live up to his potential that GT had a lot to answer for with him on top of it and talking to someone else that was on that team that's no longer on that team they voiced similar opinions so yeah I don't know it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see but yeah he's um, he seems happy and seems like he's in a good place so I I expect we should see a marked improvement from him Hmm. on this new bike um yeah, I've had the same conversations with him and he seems pretty stoked on it. Yeah. And then in a complete 180, George Brannigan went to GT. Yes. And then broke his collarbone. Yes. And then broke his collarbone again a week or so ago. And so he is not going to be at Croatia, unfortunately. No, he is off to Auckland for surgery. Yeah. So that's a bummer. But I guess at least there's a gap. So he should be back for the next round. I mean, George is pretty used to not starting the season mm. because of injuries now, I think. Poor George. He's, um, yeah. But, he, like, I talked to him in Rotorua, and he was actually pretty happy with the, the new GT. And yeah. He, he said, like, that was quite important in him moving to the team. Like, if, if it had just been the old bike, then he probably wouldn't have done yeah. done it. I think I think he was coming on, eh? I'm real bummed that he broke his collarbone again, like, that move worked out with the bike changing and then he seemed to be kind of on a bit of a slow burn like he's just working back into it from injury and then to get injured again kind of sucks for him but he'll get back there i think so i've got a question around that because um, like you know he's still pretty young and he's still gonna bounce back but how many times can you realistically bounce back before you just go i can't deal with being injured all the time I think for these guys that are racing World Cups, and like I know for me, you kind of, you don't care. You just, you uh, everyone's kind of chasing like, I think it's kind of like a mentality mm. of being a racer. Like you're always kind of, you're always sort of setting these goals and like. We had a Vin Diesel quote to put in here or yeah, something. <laughs> for, the, for those 10 seconds or less, you're free. Yeah. Um, but no, like I know for myself, you know, like you always kind of set a little goal and even if you're injured, you're like, right. 
you're pumped, like you're getting ready, you get excited to get back on your bike and then you start getting faster and faster and you're kind of working back up to it. And I mean, like not so much when you break your collarbone twice in like a couple of months, like that sucks. But for George, like you can tell he just loves riding bikes. He's, that's not going to matter. I mean, you look at basically any one of these guys on here and they've had some shit injuries. Like, Jack Moyer jumps off the page of me, speaking of collarbones. Like, how much shit did he go through with his? Yeah, what, two years ago now? Yeah, and it was like two yeah, seasons yeah. that he missed pretty much yeah. because he kept, like, it had an infection in it and it just kept breaking. And, I mean, look at him now. He's on fire and, like, primed to go in as a, you know, a podium guy potential for any any race this season. So... These guys, I don't know, you can't really give up on it. You always, I don't know, we just love riding bikes. Nice. Um, Who else? Eddie, the Tobal Masters, our New Zealand national champion. Pretty, pretty interested about this one. Um, I think Eddie's looking quite quick. Mm, on Pivot. Yeah, it's a good, good brand. I think a big thing for Eddie this year is he's not the team manager. Yes, 100%. This is going to be a really interesting... Uh, change for him so yeah. he's not going to be thinking about booking hotels making sure everyone has enough stuff whether they've you know got enough tires to last them to the round where the food's coming from yeah. budget and stuff he can just concentrate on turning up to the race day and racing he's just getting paid and he's yeah like you say just turns up and races his bike so and eddie was the fastest qualifier of a new zealander last year mm um, out of all the New Zealanders, he got the fastest qualifying spot at uh, Fort William. Yeah, second place. Um, he's won. He's won three EWS stages. Ooh, has he? Yeah, I don't know if people realise that, but he's a beast. He trains really hard. And he's yes. really fit. He's a secret trainer, isn't he? Yeah, he Listen, won. He won a, on. He won a stage at Columbia. He's like the one the person that I know that comes to mind when people are like, "Oh, you can't." have it both ways you can't go out and party and drink and still be fast i'm like <clears throat> you can yeah <laughs> ed masters and he pulls it off um but apparently he's been training extra hard this season he's kind of settled down a little bit that's what i've heard i like it he's a he's a good dude and he doesn't you know he has fun he doesn't let too much shit go to his head he's and genuinely funny as well yeah enough, so, enough blowing eddie prob- probably has the best instagram account it's always pretty good comedy <laughs> It's probably one of the better Instagram accounts to follow. Rupert Chapman put up a photo that I took of him at Crankworks and did not credit me today. What a wanker. What poor form, Rupert Chapman. He put so much effort into those captions, though. (laughs) Rupert's captioning? Yes. Yeah, great. He's quite a wordsmith. A man of many words. (laughs) So I guess the other big, um, the only really big move... Was Danny Hart going to Saracen from Wondraker? Yeah, I mean, I would say no one saw it coming, but we knew it was happening. (laughs) I think everyone knew it was coming after, like, round two. Um, Does anyone have any insight as to why? If if there was a reason why? Maybe Danny will let us know, because he's a a listener, friend of the show. Yeah, I don't know. Through the grapevine, I heard that things weren't going great at Wondraker, but that could be... Could be rumours, I don't know. Well, you know, that's all you've got to go on, really. And the thing is, he looked, he still looked fast. He was, you know, he had such a great year in 2016. Um, and he had a solid year last year. 
but like he obviously knows what he's doing. The mm. guy's been around for a little while. He's not new to this. He's changes as good as a holiday. Yes, exactly. I don't know. It's just part of the game, isn't it? Like these guys just shop around and find good the best deal and fit and bike and stuff. There's not many people that stay, you know, stay put on teams for a a long while. I mean, a lot of people. It's generally every. Unless they're killing it and they're real happy and the team wants to keep them, then quite often people move around every two or three years. So Yeah, I mean, he's one of those guys as well who I don't think it matters too much what bike he's on. He'll be fast. He'll be competitive. He, yeah. can, he can, you know, put a race run together. It doesn't really matter. And, you know, he's, um, he's on an English team now. Yeah. Obviously, Saracen's English. Like I said with Brooke, he's, he's in a good place. Maybe Danny's in a good place mentally he's happy with his bike and happy with being on a new team so it could be who's the big for him Sarah, is it Nigel, Nigel Page Will Longdon, Longdon I think is the right. Page's CRC um oh the other one that jumped out at me that I completely forgot about is um Mike Jones is on Mondraker as well oh yeah I'd completely forgotten he'd changed but because the chain reaction team went to enduro he kind of got left without a downhill ride so yeah he's on Mondraker too. So that's another change? There's no yeah. team CRC? No so no chain reaction nuke proof team at the World Cups anymore they're purely racing enduro. That's a bit of a change isn't it and that's no Sam Hillett at World Cups yeah. anymore. Wow I mean can you blame them? Look at who they've got racing enduro for them. Yeah. And we we now see that Sam Hill is just an absolute weapon and enduro. Yeah. Um, Elliot Jackson, not racing no, World Cups this year. Crankworks. Yeah, he's just, just become a crankworks specialist. One, there's. I mean, if you if you look at the whole crankworks World Cup things, there they have this like whole set of athletes that travel to all the crankworks rounds that most people that follow downhill won't know. You've got all the pump track guys, the speed and style guys that are there every round, but, you know, they don't do downhill as well. It is its own sort of travelling circus, and the downhills are pretty cool, so I don't think he's going to be the only one that does it. He might be the first, but... I'm honestly surprised that it hasn't caught on more as, like, a series that people, you know, downhill will actually kind of follow and go to every round. Like, I mean, there's people that will go every round, but there's no one really dedicated to going to race those four crankworks downhills. No, no, it just happens to be who's there at the time. And, you know, there are a couple of people that turn up to all of them, but they're usually not at the top end of the field because they compete in the other events. Yeah. Like, I would just do a downhill. They're not downhill specialists. Um, Do you see a future in it? I think, you know, like, Crankworks is a massive business in itself. So I think it could happen. I'm I'm pretty sure it's more commercially, a commercial friendly, commercially friendly, what's the word I'm looking for, event than a downhill because it it brings in more stuff. There's a bit of a festival going on. You can bring your family down to watch. I think, you know, watch this space. Mm. There's going to be more rounds. I reckon it comes down to money. Like, if if they can keep pumping money into downhill and like enticing guys to maybe like not do world cups then there's certainly a future for it especially if there's more races on the cards i don't see why not there's good money you know good prize money at those crankworks events as well yeah so. and it's equal for the men and women's mm-hmm. classes but it's like apart from being the mountain bike world cup the mountain bike world cup doesn't offer that much 
it's very very limited it's expensive it there's a lot of traveling it, if you like i think we've made this bef- this um, comparison before but it's like the f1 isn't it it's mm. like top end of it the is sport, you know really niche nothing like what's going on in the rest of the world they up the prize money oh, so did they? they yeah man big money now no i think it's like a total prize pull of 10 grand or something it was not it was not a lot <laughs> Are you serious? I think you win like seven and a half for winning a crankworks downhill or something like that. Yeah, and if you can do a trick on your bike, you can win twenty five thousand dollars in the well, Fuck you! You don't even. Well, yeah, I was gonna say for the overall like king of crankworks, you can. What's that? That's twenty five grand or something. Not, not win a single event. Yeah, you but can. if you can kill it and ride stuff good and <laughs> ride stuff good, good stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> really bringing some excellent work to the table here. Kieran's gone downhill over the last couple of years, eh? You can ride stuff good. You can make some money from riding your bike. Basically, that sums up quite a lot of people I know that race downhill. Because yeah. that's what they can do is ride stuff good. <laughs> so, Great insight, Kerry. Great insight. Really bringing the gold. Um, oh, hang on. The technical delegate last year was Vasquez, so I'm assuming it's the same this year. Yeah, I hadn't heard any different that I can think of, so... How's that for some research? I had bike changes written down, but it doesn't really seem like there's much in the way of bike changes. A few more 29ers, maybe? And someone's got in uh, show notes here, does anyone care, question mark, <laughs> yeah. and my answer is no. Yeah. I mean, this this time last year, everyone was going mad for it, for a 29er. All right, any new 29ers, question mark, slash, do we still care? I think Loic's been on one, because he posted a picture the other day, and his tyre... It looks awfully close to the wheel arch and he's been a 29 hater so it'll be interesting to see what yeah, he shows he's up been on. very vocal in his thoughts about yeah. the 29er and how he feels about Ryan. I like how his number is like his Instagram handle is at Luke Bruni 29 yeah I don't care I'm waiting for them to bring out 31s <laughs> 33s 40s I don't know like, come it, on, let's shake it up a little bit. It just bit. didn't seem to matter. Nah. Like, I think everyone thought it was going to be this huge revelation, and it just wasn't. Well, I think what we were riding bikes that are way too big for them. I think that's what we quickly realized, was that only the tall guys made them work. Like, Manab, Moya, um, Blinky, he looks... Uh, he, he's on one on a Norco one now, and he looks like he fits it pretty well. Yeah. Um, Looking but, forward to seeing what Blinky does this season. Mm. I'm just quietly hopeful he's had such a good off season. He's, he's been killing it. Dude, so yeah, he looks good. He looks good. National, like he won the two national rounds down here in Christchurch. He should have won national champs most likely. Yeah, not not to take anything away from Eddie, but Sam was going to win and he had just a really unfortunate slip on like that last little bridge just before the finish line he qualified a long way i think he was a put a good margin in on qualifying from memory where did he come overall like he was still like maybe seventh yeah he was like top 10 with a crash so you know he he almost had a one clean sweep over the uh one crank works downhill as well yeah one oceania's yeah like Man, and that there's just that's a real good off season mm. for anyone. He almost clean sweep the whole thing. And so if he can just go in with that kind of confidence, yeah, and, yeah. And what was his crankworks? He won by was it ten seconds or five seconds? He put in a good margin anyway. So yeah. He was real. He's doing really well on the adverse conditions, which is cool. And like I interviewed Blinky for a spoke uh, article last year, and he said that his like successful seasons comes in waves of like say two or three years so we were like have a great year 
have two shit years, yeah. have a great year, have a shit year, have a good year, have a shit year, have a great year. So like, he's had like a couple of not awesome years. So let's just hope that that I we see. I think too, they've finally got that bike pretty dialed in. Yeah. Because what are we, is this year two on that bike? Or have they been on that for three years well, now? Well, he had the prototype at the end of 2016. Yeah, okay. So he's only so raced 17, 2017 World Cups was the first year on that yeah, bike. Yeah, one, one season, but we're across three years of the, yeah. like three calendar years. So I don't year. think they really quite had it dialed last year. And oh. I think now in the 29 spec, they've got that thing pretty damn good. And I mean, let's be honest, his bike... The years before that previous version, Norco did not work. Yeah, he, this new twenty nine version looks way better. It looks like old Blinky. It looks like Yeti three hundred three Blinky. Yeah, it's like I was saying about Brooke. Like he's happy. He's stoked with the bike. He's riding good. So yeah, he's got. He's found some confidence. He's like, yeah. So fingers crossed that he has a good yeah. a good season. But apart from that, like, there's not that much in the way of bike stuff that's really. No. Predictions. Okay, I say it, it's going to be the same people and they're probably going to dominate the whole season. That's my prediction. Yeah. I um, I feel like we should just do wildcard predictions from now on. Yeah, I really... Let's wrap this up then. I'll shut the laptop. Let's go. We're done. <laughs> you, you couldn't already. <laughs> no, because you Jesse, this is going to be the same guys dominating. Yeah. I don't know, like, all I can... Let's revisit at the end of the season. Especially because we're going to a brand new place. Like, it's just... I don't know, I don't have any real strong opinions. Like, obviously... Gary Sabjek's going to take it out. Gwyn, Brosnan, Menard, Bruni, Vergia, Hart, Moyer. That's the top seven from last season. I'm like, shit, any one of those guys could win it. Yep. Finn Isles? So, yeah, Finn's going to... I think he'll come out just the gate swinging, but his drive to win an elite straight off the bat I think will not serve him well if that makes sense like I think he's going to be too keen to like make that first impression that he might just go over the top crash or win yeah I think that or you know he could prove me wrong he's you know he's pretty good yeah he's but good. you know what I mean like I think he so badly wants to just come out and be like winning elite on his first race or first couple of races because I think that would be pretty sick for him. He was born in 1999. Man, that's young, eh? Okay, so the junior class, those guys were born in the year 2000 or later. That was when I started riding and racing bikes. Was that high school? That was when you were starring in Spoke magazine doing no-handers. Yeah, I need to go home. I am home. You are I need, home. I need to. I need to give it up. <laughs> I'm well, too. You need to give up your World Cup career. Yeah. What are you not telling us? <laughs> I'm too old for this shit. No, there's. I was actually quite happy to see there's a few people that are still older than me racing. Have you highlighted them? No, that's New, Ze- that's New Zealanders <laughs> that I highlighted. Do you think final podium this year? Yeah. Yes, I don't know if it'll be immediately. I think he might just come out swinging and strike out in the first couple of rounds. But then I think he'll find his feet. He looked good at Crankworx and Rotorua. He looked like he was riding solid. I think the reason he's not going to podium first out is because he'll put that pressure on himself. It's you know he he might be able to technically and physically, but I think he put a lot of pressure on himself to to win. Mm. It's easy to get too excited at the first round. 
if he won, would you be surprised? Yes. Yeah, I'd be a bit surprised. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He, I, I think, I think he could, he could pull. Mate, obviously, I don't think probably not the first race, but I think he could pull a win off this year. It's possible for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, rule it out. Like, that's that's sort of what I was saying. Like, it might happen towards the end of the season. Definitely a podium, um, because he is fast and he's consistent. But like, I just think the first couple of the rounds, he's just going to be super excited and like pushing himself to to win, whether he can do it or not. Do you know that I? Although it's a little bit irrelevant because um, of the players. Yeah, but also because it rained, you know, for the top riders at Mont Saint Anne. But Finn actually had the fastest time of the day there. Did he? Yeah, I just realised that the other day. I was looking at the results. Um, the the other sleeper guy I have is the non New Zealand Matt Walker. Uh, English, the fast Matt Walker. Are we calling him that? <laughs> That's what Matt Walker called him to me. No, it'll be it'll be interesting because he was fast too last year. He was a little bit under the radar because Finn is just such a name. But yeah, English Matt Walker could champ. be good. Yeah, exactly. Do you 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 seem pretty keen on these juniors? You reckon that these new guys are a fast breed? Mm, yeah, I do. It, it's always been the case when these juniors come in. Like to elites first year, like Loic did it. Larice was pretty good. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, there's a lot of juniors that come into elites that don't. Bronson was good. There's not many that do. Like those guys are the exceptions for sure. Yeah, so you know, like yeah, like the high level junior. Yeah, yeah. There's because like, we've we've known about Finn for like years. Yeah, it's kind of scary when you think about when his name kind of came about. When he was like 14 or whatever at Crankworks, and they let Finn in to the whip off. Like 19 now. Yeah. 18, 19, I don't know. But I mean, he's been on... He was born in 99, guys. Do the math. (laughs) Well, Kieran works with numbers sometimes, doesn't he? I don't know. I can't do the math. He's, um... But he's been on, like, the roadmap to glory. You know, like, he was on the... Were they still specialised or did he join them when they were Lapierre? But anyway, he's been on that team from before he could even race juniors. He went to every World Cup round mm. before he was racing juniors so he could get his feet wet and know what it was all about. That was kind of weird, eh? Yeah, but... Like, no other juniors done that. Brosnan did, I think. But it, has it worked out bad before? Did he? Yeah, because they picked up Brosnan early. He was on um, Monster Specialized when he was young, and I'm pretty sure he went to just about... If he didn't go to all of them, he went to a lot of them in 2008, maybe. Maybe there's some merit in it then. I think there is because, like, I look at the juniors in New Zealand and, well, I mean, even from personal experience, you know, when I went over there for my first World Cup as a junior and you have no clue what you're getting into. Mm. Like, you are diving into the deep end. Because a lot of the juniors, especially from New Zealand, when they go over to Europe, it's the first time they've left the country. Yeah. Like, they've never been overseas before. Like, they might have been to Australia. They've never been in a place where people don't speak the same language as them or, or just things like that, which, like, that's a lot to take in when you're 17 yeah. or whatever. Well, like, when we were juniors and we went to World Champs in Italy and, um, you know, we were just like, Bike and Z was like, hey, we'll see you there. And we get there and the Australian, like, the whole Australian team is staying there as well at the same hotel. And their junior downhill team had been over there for like, I don't know, a month prior to the race with, 
probably two, I think they had two guys, like two ex-World Cup downhill racers, taking them to races, training, and everything like that. And they were on another level to us. And you'd done a race at Kadrona and the Kaikoura <laughs> Mount Fai Fai Road. And yeah, you're like, right, we're ready to go. Yeah, to we've got to race world champs. But yeah, like they were, like the Australian team just seemed, you know, they were just so much. They It was like they had been there before, but I mean, they were first year as well. And stuff like that can make a huge difference. So. So you heard it here first, guys. Kieran is going to be volunteering his time to support the Kiwi Juniors team in Europe this year. That's not ending well. (laughs) Especially because they don't want him to be there. He's just going to be there anyway. Half of them are getting left at Auckland Airport. (laughs) Um, Hey, I'll do it. If someone wants to pay, I'll go. No one wants to pay. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know, I know. I'd love to do it. If you want to be a selector, you get paid a, a whopping nothing yeah i was gonna say you seriously didn't get paid did you james rennie i got yes, a flight to new zealand oh, that downhill team sweet. selector oh there you go i did not know that or was that just juniors uh it was everything gnarly who selects it's like just who selects other, the teams now there's also other people doing that it wasn't just you right like yeah there's a team of people because i feel like if you just walked in you're like that guy that guy that guy and uh, her <laughs> Like JB was on the team and he was nearing the end of his professional career I wasn't even racing overseas and I was on the long list <laughs> that's right he was that was he because I well, put though. in good results six seasons yeah, but um no, so I want to know who the selectors are now for the world's team I think it's um does Dave Hamilton do it because this is a junior that's been left off and I'm not real happy about it but I think it's because they did not end up being able to race national champs after a crash and they put too much emphasis into that bullshit but he is better than most juniors in New Zealand so have they selected it already that be? the team's been selected but it hasn't been announced yet we will discuss when it's announced yeah we'll, we'll talk about it when the team's announced what's even the point in having this podcast if we can't break fresh ground to the 13 people that listen yeah Sorry, guys. It'll come out soon. Oh, rumours. I'm looking forward to that. Wait for yeah. the press release. Does anyone even know who all the juniors are? No, I don't think no. anyone listens or watches mountain biking in New Zealand. Anyway. No, so we've got two juniors at, in Croatia. Sam Robbie and Josh Oxenham are there. Sam, here, here's a, here's a, little, hint, uh, a little nugget for you. Sam Robbie. Yeah, no, I'm sticking with Robbie. Yeah, me too. But I told him that to his face as well. I was like, I'm going to keep it with Robbie. He's like, but it's Robbie. I'm like, I don't really care. It's weird. I'm going to call yeah. you Robbie. I've definitely heard that before, but... So Sam and Josh. Yeah. Sam's number two seed. Yeah. Uh, both of them are pretty talented riders. Yeah, there's the kind of junior class is not what I'd call stacked this year, just kind of looking at it. I mean, I don't know who a lot of these guys are, but... So make a broad claim like it's a shit no, but like there's no there's no big you know, like the last couple of years has been Finn and there's been a big name. I guess like the Kate Edwards, he is on the Atherton's, you know, Trek factory team. And he's obviously in he's the number one rider on the start list, but he's the only real name that, you know, I've heard of that's in there. Kai Hearn actually. Yeah. Yeah, Kai Hearn I've heard of. There's no uh Bobby Gwynn. No, no Bobby G in there. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in that junior class. Little Mickey Atherton. I feel like when the big dogs of juniors move out, you always get this kind of period where you, there's like a whole lot of guys and they, they sort of develop and become the guy, essentially. 
Yeah, well, they have to, they have to sort of like start es- making a name for themselves. Established so, like, dom- dominance. Dominance. Um, we need to start calling out who the who the next um, big, you know, ones to watch are going to be. I think you heard it here first. Sam Roby. Roby, whatever you want to call him. I like uh, Camilo Sanchez Salazar from Colombia. Yeah, it'll be interesting too because this race seems a little bit out of the way, so there's probably a lot of... It'll be interesting too, unlike this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knew that when they started listening though. There's no one listening. They're, they're gone by now. Should we make some picks? I think we did, didn't we? Did I, yeah, no no one really knew. Oh, should we do a top three and we can talk about how bad we predicted next week? Uh, all right, I'm going... Loic for the win. Um, Manar and Gwyn. Wow, that's really pushing the boat out there, Karen. Yeah, I've gone crazy. Um, uh, mine's mm, sort of the same. I have Gwyn winning, Loic second, and Brosnan third. I reckon Brosnan will go pretty good. It's He carries good speed. So this rocky stuff, and it's a bit flat, might go well. Who's good at street racing for the bottom of the course? Uh, <laughs> Matt Walker. Matt Walker. <laughs> Marcello. Yeah, Marcello. You know he could. He's he's one to watch there. Um, yeah, it's going to be Gwyn in first because he's just a great racer. Loic Bruni in second, and Blinky's going to come third because he's just. A- I want to stamp a stamp a top ten from Blinky for sure. Not for sure, but I want. Yeah, I, if I he really. Could, if he could load one up, it'd be a great start to the season. Yeah, so it'll be good. I'm really looking forward to seeing how he goes this year. Do you guys have women's picks? Or do we just do you just not even you just flick on the red ball and skip right past it? Rachel Atherton. I reckon she's going to have a tougher time. Yeah, she probably is, and that would not be a terrible thing for the sport. So, what's next? Should I crack into the listener questions first before we go into your questions, okay. or should we do listener questions afterwards? Hang on a second. People actually submitted listener questions to hear us wounders answer them. I was yes, blown away too. But, but most of the questions are just aimed at Karen. <laughs> Fair, yeah. And most of the listeners, actually all of the listeners we know, so. (laughs) Shocker. But they're listening questions. That's more shocking than our picks for the people who are going to get top three. And I was also sent one question that the person was like, no, actually you can't ask that. I take it back. I'm like, I'm going to ask it. He's like, don't. (laughs) Um, Yeah, do we want to go into any questions or listener questions first? Should we go listener questions? You've got them there, don't you? Yeah, I do. Cool. The first one's... um, uh, for Karen, John from Auckland asks, oh, Karen, what's it like being the Chad Reed of New Zealand mountain biking? <laughs> if only I was there. If, I, if I'd made that hey, much money, I'd be a lot happier. Are you but, a Scientologist? Hey, I'll take the compliment any day. <laughs> Rumours are strong. Secondly, how does it feel to have a baby with better hair than you? Oh, yeah, it's been tough, but... Hey, it's it's good. Chip off the old block right there. <laughs> and lastly, have you got the season shorts yet? Yes, John, I do. Thank you. Didn't need to put a last name. I'm sure you no. know who that is. No. <laughs> um, Shout this, out to local knowledge. Um, Scotty asks, does competing for a good Strava time take the fun out of riding? It's been a long time I since don't... I've ever tried to. Is this aimed at me or is this just aimed in general? General. I think it does. It depends how competitive you are. I used to love going and trying to hunt them down, but... It's kind of bullshit. So you were yeah. a Strava troll rather than someone competing. You were just like, need to find someone I can beat them and ruin their day. No, I just liked going and trying to get as many as I could, basically. But I don't know. It's just, there's, 
the shit gets to there'll be someone that's winning by like 15 seconds now i think it's gone a bit whack with the way also, i have a big phone i have an iphone 7 plus and i've got a garmin just a you know it's just a pain in the ass if you want to ride around with that and i'm not buying a garmin just to yeah. do strava no strava's i just use it for recording i just find it interesting to look at how far i've ridden another uh question uh i have here dan sims asks <laughs> did i get replaced because i don't have enough social followers <laughs> that was uh i believe that was actually the request of james rennie he said, cut him put me in put me in coach I said to Dan, I said, uh, no, uh, you've been benched because you had too many no-shows last year. I think we tried to get him in for a couple of times, but he was too busy, like, gallivanting around doing something more interesting. But I said, you know, he can he can come and join in. Was he at a degustation? Is <laughs> it <laughs> definitely in a wine cellar somewhere. Media mogul Zach asks, uh, Kieran, what's a story from your international years of racing that's both funny and hard to believe a classic tale from the road, if you will. Ooh. Um, I have one that involves Karen and his lack of supplying me with an air mattress. <laughs> Is this at Mont Saint-Anne? Yes. Do you want me to elaborate? Yeah. I think I already know the story. I think I might have told Jay about this <laughs> I think we've story. already had this one. Have we had it on the podcast? Yes. But um, probably not the version that you're going to tell. In 2009, I travelled with Simsy in a van um it was a dodge caravan um we were rolling around doing races and stuff in north america and we rock up to saint anne i had purchased a air mattress from walmart that had been repackaged and put back in its box obviously used but it was five bucks off um it had a stain on it when i finally unraveled her and I pumped it up and it went down about 10 minutes later, much to Simsy's delight. So we go to St. Anne, KB is there, and I said, hey, I need to get a new air mattress. And he's like, don't worry, bro, I got one for you. Just come on around. And so I went to go get it off KB and he just cool guided me and didn't give me the air mattress and the night before qualifying i slept on a bike box that was filled with tires <laughs> was this before or after you were getting parts handed out of the that back was of in a Vermont van to you fix your bike? said hey bro put these in your pants as we took pedals and chain guides <laughs> Private uh, all right i have another couple of questions these are directed at everyone and uh Cam asks, thoughts on sandbagging in local events? Do what makes you happy, bro. Do what makes you happy. I don't know whether this is aimed at me, but I just like racing bikes. <laughs> thoughts on Connor Hamilton's ankle socks? Oh, terrible. You should oh, not... Don't start me on ankle socks. Yeah. Don't even turn up if you don't have <laughs> socks. Almost as bad as your ripped jersey that you campaigned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Uh, and then what was the last question? Cole Lucas or Connor Hamilton? Oh, this is like a burning building question. So I have to choose one. What, who do you save? Yeah, there's literally, the question is Cole Lucas or Connor Hamilton. There's, there's no preface or like anything around the uh, question. Uh, Cole Hamilton. Cole Hamilton. Yeah. Good answer. Connor Lucas. And the, uh, the last questions I have, Alec from Christchurch asks, uh, will any Kiwis win a World Cup this year? If so, and who? 
I think we've already kind of talked about this a little bit. My money would go to Sam Blinkensop, followed by Brooke. I agree. Before the reasons aforementioned earlier. Those are the, yeah, those are for sure the two guys that have the potential. I genuinely think that Sam has an opportunity to like Eddie might him. win qualifying. He might you know, Eddie might do as well, but I reckon Sam's he's just on a tear at the moment, you know? Yeah. And uh, last question, can Loic Bruni overcome the curse of the rainbow stripes and finally win an overall? I don't see why not. He's just as good as the other five guys in the top five. Well, you know, we've got this interesting question now because you've got Aaron Gwynn, who's got multiple overalls, never no won a world, world championship. Champs, and you've got Bruni, who's got multiple world champs, never won an overall. Are they? Could this be the year that they flip and like... Luke wins the overall. Gwen gets the champion. Maybe. I don't know. Time will tell. <laughs> I think it's a great answer. Thank yeah. you, Kieran. No, I, I, it almost seems like Loic's l- lacked a little bit of the consistency. Yep. You know, like not always being around that top three at every World Cup. But I don't know. It's, it's a hard one to... Like it, it's it is kind of weird that he's got multiple world champs, but you know not the same consistency in the actual racing. How many wins did he have last year? Great I don't question. Know. Wish someone could answer that. Yeah, uh, only someone knew something about mountain biking. He had a broken collarbone last year, didn't he? Didn't he hurt himself the year before? Or was it last? Year? Yeah, he was injured last year. Yeah, it was last year. No, it was last year. He came back and won worlds. I think so. He won worlds I think in, he did, yeah. in Kens. How quickly we forget. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think he won the first World Cup last year, didn't he? No, he didn't. That was the wet oh, one. Alex that was the um, year before in Kenzie won, I think, the first one. We are really bad yeah. at this. Why is... if you're Please listening, turn you're off like, your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I really only keep important information stored. So how did Greg Minardo last year, Karen? <laughs> you're good. Oh, so good. He did so well. I can tell you every round, and then I can tell you the heartbreak of Valdesol. It was the only it was the only run I watched from Valdesol last year. <laughs> Why are you even here? Like, I watched I watched it and then turned off the computer because I was so disappointed. <laughs> All right, Rennie, I hear you've got some questions. I've got some questions. Probably well thought out questions. They are very well thought out. I slaved over these for days, absolute days. All right, we'll start with KB. Yeah. Uh, how many years will Minar keep racing? How many more years? Shit, that's a relevant question. Two, this season and next. Ooh, really? You think? This could be the last one, I don't know. Forever. Forever. <laughs> it's like a child with a loved yeah, family know. pet. It won't die. Yeah, that is when, that's when I retire from watching World Cups. <laughs> <laughs> you just turn, you turn that laptop off for one last time. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think... If I I could see like an argument either way, you know, like if he won the overall this year or world champ, so he'd just be like mic drop and leave. Yeah. Or then, but I could imagine him also being like, "Fuck it, I'm coming back. I've still got, I've got wins in me." So I really don't. I think next year would be the last. I don't know if it would go much longer than that. All right, Jay, will we see any first time winners this year? Yes, hundred percent. You're gonna ask me who it's gonna be. Who? Um, I don't know. Uh, I think Loris Verge, he had a pretty, like, I think he's got a bit of speed. Finn Isles, perhaps, towards the end of the year. Um, maybe this will be the year that Conor Fearing gets a win. 
Mm. I really want to see Conor Fearing get a win. Maybe? I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. No is that, no be- is that because you're yeah. a kind of factory rider? But yeah, I, I, no. I think so. And I think, yeah, I, I want it to happen because having a new winner, it just keeps things refreshed. Like, it's cool that the same guys keep winning because they're super fast, but like, it's just, it, you get so stoked when someone gets their first win. You know, we, yeah. What else you got there? Okay. Um, KB, what's under the cover on Gwyn's bike? Is it two shocks? <laughs> Do you think they've bought the technology from two stage? Is the future air? It could be. That's actually. There's. I'm interested to see what's going on with that thing. It's probably going to be nothing. Yeah, it's probably just telemetry or something like that. Yeah, they're winding everyone up. I don't know. I might put a cover over my bike and just ride around Wellington. <laughs> I'd get blown away. It'd be like a sail. Um, Jay, is it okay to eat cereal in the evening? Why is Kieran laughing so much at this <laughs> question? Um, yes. It's uh, in the UK, eating cereal at in the evenings was called brinner. It was a mix of breakfast and dinner, and it was acceptable. Um, if you want to be fancy, you, you have a cooked egg with that as well. Why are you laughing so much, Karen? James Rennie is patently against I'm, I'm okay with the egg. I'm okay the with the egg. It's not okay. Wait, you, you're crazy. Like, what if you're hungry and you have no food in your house, but you have some milk and cereal? Like, you got to eat. Yeah, come on, bro. Dude, live better. Just do, do some more admin, get some food in the house that's not cereal. That's for the breakfast. That's for breakfast. It's very breakfasty, but, like, if you got to eat, you got to eat. Can we get some, some listener feedback on this? <laughs> yeah, please. If you think, I want to run a poll. You're either you're for or against eating poll. breakfast in the evenings. But I think, man, it's your life. Do what you want. You know, you do you. Next question. Um, okay, KB, next question. As a social media guru, <laughs> how much do you value, value Instagram's ability to recommend you food bloggers? Oh, it's killing it at the moment, but I do not want to see it. So bad. Uh, I don't think you follow my personal account, James, but I've been recently just had a lot of shit suggestions from Instagram about the worst businesses with the worst photos to follow and I've started doing a thing where I take a screenshot of it and then critique their ads and then put it on my story. <laughs> it's been going well. My favourites are the businesses that don't actually have an Instagram account but they have a sponsored ad on there yeah, and like not a, enough info for it to actually even be useful. A shit iPhone photo at the front of their crappy store. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of that. It's really cutting edge stuff. Yeah. yeah. Don's fresh produce. You know, keep me away. Last one for Kieran. Uh, if you could invite three pro racers, past and present, to hang out in the Southern Man room, who would they be? Palmer. You'd have to get Palmer, without a doubt. Um, Just say it. Well, Manar's coming too, <laughs> for sure. And I reckon if you're going to have a real good time, you get Petey there as well. Would Manar be sleeping in your bed or...? There's enough rooms in there, I don't think you need to. He wouldn't be leaving the southern man room. You could have the bunk beds. That would be the weirdest sleepover anyone had ever been to. <laughs> um, so that's it for questions. That's it, that's all I got. Congratulations if you're still listening. Yeah, I'm not going to do that thing where time. I ask someone to say something because I've done that in the past and people have actually done it and it scares me to think that people are listening. Yeah, and I got real confused when people started telling me they were a fox. I couldn't work out what they were talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And yeah, but 
you know, this is a bit of a rambly episode because it's the first one and we are looking for some listener feedback. So tell us what you thought, what you want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of. And if you just say this podcast, then I don't disagree. Um, (laughs) You can jump on social media to follow us if you don't already, but I'm assuming if you're here, you probably do. I'm at Freeride New Zealand, um, at Red Dog Racing and at Karen Bennett 36 are our social media handles. Um, don't think anyone does anything other than Instagram anymore now. Um, right, so yeah, what, what do you mean to say at the end of a podcast? Like, uh, rate us, give us a five star rating, leave us a review, subscribe, subscribe, rate, leave it. I don't. Yeah, we'll be back very very soon with a proper podcast. We might even have a bit of clarity in what we're going to say. Maybe. Uh, thanks for listening this long. Probably not. We'll uh, we'll talk to you really soon. Bye.